Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast where we invariably have to do the intro again because Ross can't work a fucking laptop. Uh, <laughs> my name's David, and I need a coffee enema stat. Hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We've reached hysteria after this is it. minute this is, this is zero. This is gold. Uh, hello, hello. My name's Salmon. Wow, billionaires are great, huh? <laughs> and I'm Ross, and let's all just suck off the American US military. <laughs> Those big old slobbery Just wow, wank off an F 22 Raptor. <laughs> the missile jizzes everywhere. Done. No. Oh. I think you pushed that joke a little bit too far so, there. This week, uh, we watched uh, Iron Man from 2008. Um, in case you hadn't guessed from those really illuminating intros, uh, any movie oh. about billionaires really? Is there an Elon <laughs> Musk movie? Is that a thing? Please I think God, we're all no. living. I think we're all living the Elon Musk <laughs> yeah, movie. That, on. We're just true. this is we're we're living in his reality that he decides what's happening. He's in one of these movies. I'm sure he's in the second one with. He's um, in two. Yeah, 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 and he's like one of Tony Stark's mates, or like yeah. sorry, he's like a rival F1 team guy. I, I really, like, Elon Musk has gone from, he's kind of strange, you know, to, well, he's, you know, a rocket he's can help, land yeah. itself, that's pretty cool, to, God almighty, you are, like, the reason that we should prevent billionaires from yeah. control of anything. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. he, his, 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 his story has just evolved. Straight, he blew through straight past Tony Stark of being <laughs> like, look at this guy, he's cool. Eccentric, straight to yeah. evil evil person well this is the reality though that like in movies you get tony stark like you're kind of like he's literally saving the world great from alien invasion a bit of light womanizing in reality but... <laughs> billionaires are all batman villains like actual batman villains <laughs> except there's no like good billionaire batman to like offset the batman villains they're all just yeah. kingpin they're all kingpin you i'm crossing you know the streams here because i think Kim kingpin is marvel but Still. I think I think um, uh, we maybe got a little bit of a, a penguin action going on with Jeff Bezos, perhaps. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's the kind of the, the, weird thing, the level. You you look at Marvel and DC comics, and like you talk about like the billionaires, like Batman, Iron Man, Iron Man. They both inherited their wealth, but you know, parents died or whatever, and they turn out to be these brilliant superheroes. Oh, the billionaire who inherited his wealth, yay! You know, we all cheer, for, and I love Batman, but yay! Oh, rich people getting money. Oh, yay! Good buddy for them. And then you have the bad guys. So, like, in in DC Comics, you have Lex Luthor. Now, he had nothing, worked himself up, self-made millionaire. Cunt. He's not bad. <laughs> he's, he's an absolute piece of shit. And there's another guy now, like, I, I can't remember who it was in the, in the Marvel Universe who was, like, again, guy, self-made. And <laughs> just, again... Evil villain, evil villain. How? Ooh, new money. Mm, villain, bad guy. <laughs> That's it's all billionaire propaganda. It's all billionaire propaganda. My best, my favourite take about billionaire superheroes because like we'll talk about Iron Man in a minute. Who's like a Batman's the billionaire superhero, isn't he? Like he's the billionaire superhero, and Iron Man's yeah, like, like tens Johnny, of... Johnny Come Lately. Um, <laughs> Batman, rather than using his billions of dollars to like address crime, go into politics. Maybe just spend some of your money to like take some of these orphans off the street, not just the ones that you 
uh, put to work uh, beating up villains. <laughs> and like it. maybe take some of that money, like and invest in social um, <laughs> like institutions and like uh, help address. poverty. Nope, I'm gonna buy a really expensive suit, make a Batmobile, and I'm gonna go out and beat up muggers. That is how I how big are your nipples? these problems. <laughs> what, Bruce? How big are your nipples? <laughs> Increase. I nipples, need to get the measurements for the suit. I tell what it is, right? Even even the robber barons of, of of the 19th century, even they like built fucking libraries and shit. Like they actually took the money and they did mostly out of guilt, mostly out of trying to appear to not be evil. These these new these new billionaires don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Not one iota of a fuck. Given I would because... love if Jeff, if if Jeff Bezos would invest some of his money and go personally fight crime. I think that'd be no, a great laugh. He is to too watch. busy, Sam, watching footage of his employees piss in jars and have heart attacks at thirty-five because yeah. of the sheer stress of working for him and violently masturbating to invest in social programs or even become a Batman type hero. At the very least, at the very least, give us, you know, a superhero that we can that we can root for. Instead, what we get is just a bunch of evil people and uh and and a bunch of propaganda that as we've as we're I think, like, building up to, just talks about how great billionaires are. They're just fantastic, using all their wealth. For <laughs> They're just like you, except reasons? better. They're better reasons? than you. And yeah. therefore, you should give them all the benefit of the doubt. Just give them all of it. <laughs> Scrutiny? Yeah. No siree. Benefit of doubt? Absolutely. Literally acting as a as an independent contractor for the United States military? Absolutely. Yeah. No problem at all. Not even an independent contractor, Sam. All, He's doing his own unilateral bomb strikes on Afghanistan. Like the US military. Like, oh, that's, that, that's one less for us this week, boys. All the rights <laughs> we of take a private citizen. Take your day off. Take the evening. No all problem. All the rights of a private. Ah! Go on, go on, go on. Oh, forget it. It's ruined. It was ruined like two minutes ago. Go on, next. Well, you killed so, that. Joke. Iron Man. That was that so, was on Iron you. Man. That was on you, Ross. That was on you. Iron Man, let's do a plot summary for Iron Man, which in which, after being held captive in an Afghan cave, completely not by the Taliban, billionaire engineer <laughs> Tony Stark creates a unique weaponized suit of armor to fight evil. And this is a good film though, isn't it? Like let's get me, let's move well past made, our yeah. cynicism. This is a well made movie that is entertaining. Again, Sam, you're 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 attributing that to me and Dave. We like the MCU. It's you's got a massive heart. No, I'm talking it. about the cynicism towards billionaires is what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay. Right, right. Right. We'll, we'll like... come no no, hold on. We'll come to my MCU hate very soon. I'm sure. But this is this is like a great this is a great film and I think it's one of those movies that ends up defining like superhero films for the next ten years, more than that. You know, it's it's just it's an unreal it's an unreal movie in so many ways. And I what I love what I'm interested in is the legacy of it as well because that's where all of these films that came after it just built on this, built on this. They're built on Tony Stark. They're built on like the structure of the film and the origin stories and and this is why we have the. Maybe less than good MCU now because of this. Movie. <laughs> on the whole, hmm. I think we can get into the MCU in a minute. On the whole, I think like the quality of the MCU is probably the under fifty percent mark overall. I think there are bright spots, but again, we don't need to massively get into that. Let's talk about before we talk about the MCU and before we splurge on that whole the future of this franchise and things. Let's talk about like just superheroes generally from like a deta- not a movie perspective, like from a you know a core foundational thing like iron man who the fuck is iron man 
Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we're talking about Batman, obviously, because Batman's a superhero everyone's heard of. And no, Iron Man is now a superhero as everyone's heard of. But Iron Man has existed in the comic books for decades and decades and decades. But, like, before 2008, they made this movie because they didn't own the rights to fucking anything else. Because <laughs> Batman, not Batman, Spider Man, X Men, uh, Fantastic Four. One, Fantastic Four all owned by like fox or somebody a license to somebody else at the time so like right what we, what movie are we gonna make to like launch yeah. uh our marvel movies oh iron man who yeah iron man yeah the guy in the suit who yeah they they, they started off um and there's, there's lots of backstory about who owned this initially but this is like the iron man film it goes all the way back to the 90s with um nick cage imagine <laughs> good lord imagine but skip, skip forward, I'm just reading here, it says, in order to build the general public's awareness of Iron Man and to elevate him to the same level of popularity as Spider-Man Holden, Marvel conducted focus groups trying to find a way to remove the general perception that the character is a robot. <laughs> 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 which, which, if you, th- if you just think... That's fair. It's yeah. completely fair. Because I, was, I read a lot of comics when I was a kid, and the comics that I read, mostly Marvel... Spider-Man, Daredevil, I love Daredevil. It's a shame those movies were just terrible. Mm-hmm. And um, Iron Man never really, like Fantastic Four a bit, Iron Man, it, it was never really a thing. It was always just like, well, I'm not going to... And it's mad now when you think that Iron Man is probably, probably more recognisable than Spider-Man. Like, he, he is an absolutely huge part of the superhero canon and has been the thread that runs through all of the MCU because of his, you know, Tony Stark's role. It's so it's amazing when you think that they took this no this nothing character and elevated him to Mister Superhero, which I think is pretty much what he's become. Yeah, it's. Um... I would agree. It's quite an impressive feat, and I think the reason for that is kind of because, like, I'm just going to pull up the list of the um, Phase One uh, Marvel movies. This is the only one that's good. <laughs> well, we, I mean, we've we've Hulk Hulk has been one that we've. Well, are you looking up Hulk? Oh. Technically, this is the first movie uh, came out yeah. in May two thousand and eight. Um, the Incredible Hulk, the one with um, what's his face? Eric. Not Banner. Mark Ruffalo. No, not the Eric Banner one. That's the Ang Lee one. That comes. That's not MCU. Okay. Come on, um, Ross. You fucking Edward Norton loser. <laughs> Edward Norton. The Edward Norton Incredible Hulk came out after this. Just just barely. Then you've got Iron Man 2, which is... Mickey Rourke, what have they done to my boy? Um... <laughs> hang, on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, I just want to backtrack here a second. You're saying the Eric Ban- Banner one wasn't part of the uh, MCU? No. See, that's really weird because it has, I... one, it has one of those things that Sam really hates, which is the post credit scene. And in that scene, Tony Stark walks into a bar and is like talking to General Ross, who's like one of the protagonists in the Hulk movies. You know about it, and like it, it alludes to something else going on. So the guy who plays the general, he is in the Eric Banner one, like the same actor yeah. playing the same character. But yes. they, they, the Edward Norton one is kind of like a, it's a follow up to that movie, but it's also a remake. It's very confusing. It's very yeah, confusing. It, it, it's always but, amazing to me that Ed, Edward Norton is was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, so the Hulk? I'm doing this, the Hulk with the green paint. <laughs> but the, the point, Luther Rigno in green the point, paint in black and white. The, the point I'm getting across is though is that there must have been already some sort of Marvel 
involvement or sort of like you know partnership in there because otherwise you know th- that post credit scene wouldn't absolutely would not have happened. Well, no. So the Edward Norton one was part of the early MCU, but I think it was yes. pre it was pre formulate you know before they started to really develop it because let's not forget that Marvel were very very close to to bankruptcy. bankruptcy. Around yeah, yeah. a little bit earlier than this, but they were looking for ways. This is why they were diving into the back catalogue. They'd sold, um, they'd sold Spider Man to, to Sony. Fantastic Four. And you're like, wow, that was a bad business, yeah. <laughs> bad business decision overall because it meant that they didn't actually have <laughs> any of their big. Well, I mean, imagine those are your successful um, superhero franchises of Marvel, X Men. And then Spider-Man, the Spider-Man trilogy and X-Men trilogy. Like, those are your movies that made money. Yeah. Uh, the the Eric Banner one is weird because that's 2003, mm. but it's, like, licensed by Marvel, but not made by... There was no Marvel Studios then, I don't think, no, exactly. to make movies. Right. So Iron Man's the first Marvel Studios movie. A couple of months after Iron Man came out, that's when the Edward Norton Hulk came out. Gotcha. Because okay. they planned to, for that to be kind of like one of that raft of movies. Then you've got Thor and Captain America, both very, very poor films for like very different reasons, I would say. Mm. Um, Iron Man 2 technically is part of that phase one as well. Like I said, um, very poor film. And then you've got The Avengers, which like is good for what it is. It's probably like one of the better Avengers films. Um, and that's kind of it for the phase one. So, like, really, you're kind of hanging your hat on this movie because it's the only one that's objectively good. Yeah. Like, the Edward yeah. Norton movie is fine. Thor is poor. Uh, <laughs> Captain America is yeah. bad. <laughs> Iron Man 2 is shockingly bad. Oh, terrible. Yeah. But this movie, this movie, it really, you know, it, it, as, as we've discussed, it kicked off the Iron Man, uh, so the MCU proper, I think, and it really... It probably pushed into the into the public consciousness because it box office of get this five hundred eighty five million off one hundred and forty budget now just Jesus wow. like <laughs> you know, this really did elevate it so I think from this is where we can start to talk about the MCU overall and where this sits into while well, I have a coughing fit so someone else go. <laughs> Well, I think it's it's mad that because when you say like the the sheer volume of money like the first movie brought in and like like Dave said the second and I would argue the third one's even worse than the second but the second and third movies were so shite but still you know Iron Man and and Robert Downey Jr are like lauded and you know favorably looked upon because of the strength of the first one and of course the strength of the first Avengers movie I mean it's it's done incredible um, and I think as well, like you look at the the sheer contrast between like let let's count Iron Man as the first one, but like Iron Man, the first Marvel movie, where basically, you know, it's it's very rooted in sort of like realism. You know what I mean? Like this is you know, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a like an exceptional man does exceptional stuff in an otherwise normal. There's world. no magic, is there? Yeah, yeah. And now, like uh, I've been watching She Hulk on Disney Plus. And now, Ooh, I haven't watched it. Wait, it's 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 entertaining. But I've now like there was a line in episode two where basically the head of a law firm says, "I want you to head our superhero law division." <laughs> like the contrast in the, of in the comic books, I think um, that uh, 
Iron Man, Tony Stark, and Kingpin. Kingpin? Or am I thinking of DC? Anyway, like Kingpin, Iron Man that's the other guy a... who's a self-made man and bad guy, yeah. new money. Fuck him. <laughs> bad guy, bad guy. Fat, bad guy, fat. Bad guy, fat. Yeah, yeah, bad. Bad. Fuck him. Um... He's huge. He's he's. Uh, if you ever if uh, watching <laughs> these, the, no no hold on. The spider the Spider Man cartoon from the nineties. Yeah yeah yeah. It's kind of, Jesus. He's kind of built like a like a cathedral door, isn't he? He's it? like forty times the size. Of <laughs> yeah. But have you have you seen um, Into the Spider Verse, Sam? I have. Yeah. And it really yeah. leads yeah. into that as well. Like well. his his head is in the middle of his chest. His shoulders are that broad. <laughs> it looks like a tank. It yeah. does. But, so the but 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 but. but what I mean is that in in the comic books, like in the movies, it's, I don't have time for it, really, kind of. But uh, in the comic books, Tony Stark has a construction company that just exists to like repair cities that have been hit by superhero fights. Wow! And like, I know that I think that um, Lex <laughs> Luthor has one in the superhero in super in Superman comics as well. Like Lex Luthor has a subsidiary that just does like construction work where a city's been destroyed by Superman, and they they come in and get a contract to rebuild it. So like. That from She Hulk Ross really amuses me because that's kind of what I want. I kind of want like a little, little like limited series where we explore all these people who've been horribly hurt and maimed by like fucking narcissistic superheroes having a punch fight. (laughs) But what you're describing, right? What you're describing is like the self awareness of the MCU, and that is the bits that I love. I love Guardians of the Galaxy, I love um, uh, Thor Ragnarok. And I loved most. Most self-aware was Wonder Vision because it was like, here we go. We're actually explore. now. I think the problem is that we've had so many of the movies like Iron Man, which is pretty. It's quite funny, and that's where it works. But all of those films just became dead, like self-serious, and you know, someone throw a pie. Like that's what we <laughs> needed from Thor, from Captain America, from all of these other other films. But we kind of couldn't get to that point where we need the self-awareness without having the super serious stuff yeah. and they took it too far but you need the grounded like wig setting up the rules of the universe and all this stuff which is what i think iron man does let's talk about another new thing which in 2008 which is robert downey jr starring in a film like the lead mm, actor yeah because he 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 had gone from do do the right to wow this guy's got a massive drug problem and and he's in a few films and in hollywood in if, you're, if you're the guy with the drug problem you've really got a problem it's hard to yes. shake that yeah <laughs> like Talk if you're text fucking up there with john belushi and you're like john belushi's like guy i think you're doing too many drugs and you're like i think you should hmm, ease it up. that's sobering yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. gonna die in three weeks from a heart attack i'm doing too many drugs but after this point we go from iron man Tropic Thunder, soloist Sherlock Holmes, and then a string of, you know. Thank God Iron Man came out before Tropic Thunder, because I think if that order was reversed, (laughs) we'd be looking at a. Yeah, there's a. It would be Nick Cage's Iron Man, (laughs) number two and three. We should never do that for the podcast. Never. No. It's It's nice though, isn't it? That like Rob Downey Jr. now is this like probably I think the if not one of the highest paid. He is the high. He was yeah, at least. like the maybe the rock, earner, like because they do it by year usually, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. He got paid. This was basically like a, a last chance kind of film for him, I think, <clears throat> where he was a guy that definitely. you know can act, like, but you're not gonna have to pay him anything. They paid him five hundred thousand dollars for this movie, which for me and you, fucking poor people, grounded to the dirt by fucking the class system, that seems like a lot of money. But for a leading Hollywood, Hollywood leading it's man, really not it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. 
And it's the same principle in, that the, um, the 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 kids in in Star Wars: Force Awakens were paid mid three figures, one hundred and fifty or, yeah. or wow. three hundred thousand, is because. Well, you say no, <laughs> and we'll go with someone else. We've got we've got exactly, literally yeah. exactly. a thousand people here who want to yeah. who want to play this role. So, do you want it or not? You want to get comes break to, into movies, don't you? When it comes to renegotiating your deal afterwards, uh, then you can ask for a bit more. And that's exactly unless, what Robert Downey Jr. Unless did. Unless your Terence Stamp. <laughs> oh, case, you, you beat you really me to can't it, ask yeah. for any money. Yeah. Oh, and, which is such a shame, I think, because I actually really like his portrayal of Rhodey, and I think he has yes, a much better too. rapport with Robert Downey Jr. But obviously he was like, you do the second funny. movie, Terence Stamp, for whatever they want to pay you, and then you make your demand. Then you put your line in the sand and say, listen, so, I want to be paid. Not after this movie, when you're in four fucking scenes... Yeah, yeah. But... so this he plays Rhodey, doesn't he? He plays he yes, plays yeah. the, the the now replaced by Don Cheadle in the second. Don movie. Cheadle, who yeah. himself has had a bit of issue with this because he in um, Ocean's Eleven demanded <laughs> that fucking accent. He with the accent. He demanded like top billing, or he demanded to be you know up there with Clooney, Pitt, and <laughs> Clooney, Cheadle. Pitt, Cheadle, Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really work, does it? And so he was not. He was. He's uncredited in that movie because he refused to to be to be credited on that basis. Fast forward a few years, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll take I'll take the the seconds from <laughs> from yeah. from, uh, from, from Terrence Howard." It's maybe Howard, one of no those problem. things though, where like if Terrence Stamp had known how big the MCU was going to get, yes. he probably just would have like you know done it for the for the segment. Terrence of Howard is it Terrence, Terrence Howard? Howard. Right? Yeah, yeah, Terrence yeah. Howard. You said yeah. Terrence Stamp, Stamp is yeah, not, not the same person. Yeah, Terrence Howard. Sorry, I apologise yeah. um, to Terrence Stamp and Terrence Howard. Um, <laughs> Two very different actors. <laughs> I agree with you, Dave. Like, I think get the second movie under your belt, and then like, oh guys, we're renegotiating. No, 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 it's all agreed. Or, yeah, 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 it's agreed. We're renegotiating. Yeah, but it's not like these but movies going to go anywhere. Go anywhere, is it? You go back like, to yeah. two thousand and eight, though. You go back to two thousand and eight. The longest superhero franchise at this point was tied. I think tied between the Superman franchise, where there were four of them, and the, those four Batman movies um. they made in the nineties. So like. Actually, you're probably if you're Terence um, Howard, you're Howard. probably thinking they're going to make two more of these, so I need to get my money now because this franchise will be dead in three years, and maybe mm. that's you can't predict. You couldn't predict they're going to make thirty movies with like a recurring <laughs> core cast of characters over the next. And you could get 20 paid years two million dollars to literally show up for nine seconds. Yeah, that's yeah. What you could every have. year for the rest of your life. I, I mean, it, it shows as well, like in terms of like. You know how, how the success sort of like does for the actors, well, because like with Robert Downey Jr., like in the first one, and this I think again why one of the reasons why the first movie was better than, than the other two is because he's actually physically in a an Iron Man costume suit. You know, some of the times you know, he's wearing it, and then I think I can't remember if it was after movie two or even just after movie one, but he never put on a suit again. It was all yeah. CGI, computer generated, and basically right. just it, why it you get so, so many luster. more scenes of him in the in the helmet. Yeah. Which I liked in this movie, but which that's kind of the only time you get Robert Downey Jr. in the other movies because, like, or they CGI well, impose his face when the mask flips up. It's it's probably yeah. much easier and much cheaper just to let the special effects department deal with that and not. There have isn't to even a stunt man. There Mr. isn't even Downey a stunt. Well, he a was CGI look, he, monster. This this came from him though. He was refusing. Like, you know, no, you're gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna put on a lycra yeah. suit, a body suit, and you're gonna like put the suit nice on and light, and nice and breathable. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be air conditioning. Yeah. I will. Talk not. about. I'm gonna be lunging. 
talk, talking about breathable <laughs> and uh, the, 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 I'm just I love the breathable cotton suits that uh, Jeff Bridges is work, is is working in this. Uh, he uh, seamless, yes, seamless. Yeah. Be my dad. I mean, yeah, seamless. <laughs> <laughs> he Jeff Bridges in this is, I think, great. I I I love I love him as a baddie. I love him as like this corporate fucking rich guy who's you know he's so shit eating and i i kind of feel like they wasted a, a really good bad guy in this i think i feel like they should have maybe not unless he comes back maybe does he Anyone? no no, no. He, I think, he did he, he did i i just think it's a wasted opportunity because he's he's so good and he's such a great foil you know he's he's yeah. linked with his, his dad presence. he's got all this yeah. and he's i mean the, you pointed out ross the scene where where he says you know, if Tony, Tony Stark built this in a cave with a pile of scraps, <laughs> yeah, and like the like... scientist like bent backwards over the reel. <laughs> Whoever that scientist is didn't have to do very much acting that day. <laughs> that was just like, sorry, Jeff. I would okay. love to see if there's any trivia on that scene because he says the first, you know, he he built this in a cave, and like there's a slight pause, and it's too long for the movie business, and I think he forgot his line, but he was just so into it. He's like. With the pile of scraps, and it was just—it felt genuine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you're really pissed off, and you're like, "I had another thing," you know? It's like, but it felt so real. And I think that's why it made it in. And he's and, also and like, this... that's your rule in a, in, a, in a film. Like, don't just cast someone to be a CGI nightmare as your bad guy. Uh, well, who's yes. the baddie in, in in that Green Lantern movie? Um, oh God, Sinestro. someone go up for me. But like, but the guy playing him is just a, like a fucking nobody bad actor, and he's only in it for about three scenes. What you want to do is get get somebody who can act and like bring so much gravitas to a role and look good doing it. And he's so as a scumbag, he's kind of like the inverse of Tony Stark, isn't he? Where he is the scumbag billionaire who wants to sell weapons and make money because it's you know fun or whatever. Like makes him feel powerful. Um, it makes him a very believable bad guy. Like who hasn't dreamed about assassinating their boss and taking over their company? This fucking shit who inherited a billion, for, billion his yeah. billions from his dad. And, Fuck him! I've worked and, my life. I'm a self-made man. I'm going to kill him and take over the company. Yeah. He's it's, a self-made and, man. And He's like, a baddie. Like many decent actors, well, like he. I'm just reading some of the trivia here, and he actually, you know, read a number of like the comics that featured Obadiah Stane as like the you know the bad guy, and basically. And from that, he grew out his beard and he shaved his head bald. Like, just for this role, he did that. And again. Yeah. And and I think it's really, really annoying how this guy can just fucking decide, I'm going to shave off my luscious locks, grow a beard, and it's going <laughs> to look fantastic on me. The you goal I mean? to be like, I'm like, a guy who's known for having an amazing head of hair. Shave it. Yeah. Shave it all. I don't need Fuck it. You guys. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll grow a beard. Fuck it. It's 2008. And oh I'm Jeff God. Bridges. Uh, the the other thing as well, and I think it got, it comes to later on the movie is when we get the battles, and uh, someone just said uh, that like it's not the, the the tension is between the two characters. Really, that's where the the tension for the fights come from. And I the one of my biggest problems with the MCU is just the endless punch fights, the power scaling, and blah blah blah. Fucking Whereas in this, the battles between them though they're so measured and and when you when they're when they're fighting each other in the suit it feels real it feels like there is an actual connection between them as characters and that that's represented in the film rather than just yeah i don't like you you're a bad guy like he's he's lost his mind or whatever 
and that's kind of represented well in the film. So I think it's a great example of actually why you have why why you should be a little bit more like uh, have have a bit of restraint when it comes to your action scenes. And you can't just do it in a vacuum. You have to build up the tension between the characters to make it real. That's why Thor versus fucking, you know, whatever. Some alien who doesn't speak English, yeah. Doesn't you don't care. Because there's no stakes. And that even, is a thing. Even if it's a good antagonist. Uh, Thor, Thor the Dark World. Um, this is a great Whoa. shit movie. Uh, with no discernible bad guy. Uh, unless it is, in fact, Thor himself. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a dark elf question mark we don't know his name he barely doesn't speak english in any scenes he's sometimes subtitled and you're like i don't know who you are i don't know what you want i don't care <laughs> nobody else seems to know what you want or care either whereas in yeah. this you've got a human character who we know we know who he is you need to you need to give your antagonist a scene i need to understand what he wants what his desires are what drives him you know I'm a mad dark elf who's been trapped in the void for 40,000 years. I'm falling asleep just saying that. <laughs> you know? so what is this, Lord of the Rings? At so many intervals during that movie, you find yourself going, who? <laughs> 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 who? Like, what exactly, is Exactly, you're like, wait, wait, what are we doing? So now you can understand Natalie why. Portman's the bad guy? No, 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 the dark elf. Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> see, see would have been introduced to him by now. This is this is me through almost all of the other MCU movies. This is why I don't fucking enjoy them is because I'm just like, I don't have any connection to this. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. I mean, apart from uh, what's his what's the name of the guy who played Thanos, uh, Josh Brolin, because I I think he did, he he did a good job of Thanos, but like there was it's rare that you find a, a villain in the MCU that has the presence. And the fucking awe-inspired uh, power that uh, Jeff Bridges had with Obadiah Stane. Um, uh, what's th- his face from that Spider-Man movie? Uh, played Batman. Willem Dafoe. No. Oh no, uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Michael Keaton in um, plays the Vulture in one of those Spider-Man yes. movies. That was good. That's a good bad guy actually, because, yeah. and you can have your own thoughts on that movie and on Tom Holland and all of that. But it's a good bad guy because he's he can act. He's a good actor. Yeah, we understand what his motivations are, and like he doesn't just want to murder people. I really hate that in a movie. And this again, this is mm. the strength of this movie compared to the next movie, where you have the fucking uh, reanimated corpse of um, my boy uh, in the second Iron Man movie. Uh, like, and he just wants <laughs> to, to. He just wants to oh. hurt Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I forgot his he name. He just wants but, to hurt, hurt John Tony Stark. No, no, John Belushi. Uh, no, he just wants to hurt Tony Stark, and it's kind of like that has a really finite point of like I'm no Which longer really, interested. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go against you a little bit here, Dave, because for all you know, for all the the laud and the praise that we that we'll give to Jeff Bridges, and this isn't his fault obviously, but I felt in the final sort of like you know thirty minutes of the movie. I find myself actually going, what does Obadiah Stane actually want? Because all up until that point, he wants the tech or the gadgets that Tony Stark has invented now because this is this is new money. This is He is going to be even richer than he previously was. And then, uh, you know, when there's 30 minutes left, you know, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are basically there, like, storming the warehouse, he gets into the suit and then he starts, like, busting shit up. I mean, by that point then, like, this guy is an intelligent business savvy he's got lawyers on retainer you know what i mean like you you would hold out your hands all right handcuff me i'll be out in 12 hours on bail you know like and then yeah. he starts just like 
and, and, and for the movie, you need it. You need a cool battle. Yeah. But I just don't think it yeah, does the I, character justice. I think that's could fair. Do with, you do... could do with another scene, couldn't you, of like... Mm. Why he's doing if it? If you I show mean, him like descending I, into madness, maybe and yeah. like my head, all against my head me sort of was, thing was yeah. like it's all about legacy. Like you kind of need a scene where he tells Tony, like, yeah, it's called Stark Industries, but you know, I built this business, I've run this business while you go around fucking Playboy models and all of this. Like you're a child, you're an indulgent child, you yeah. never ruined anything in your yeah. life. This is my achievement, and by killing Tony, and you could bake that in, by killing Tony, it's going to become Obadiah Industries or whatever, and that's going to be his legacy. Yeah, Yeah, his legacy. But you kind of maybe just missing that one scene where we Mm. get that. Like maybe the movie runs two hours though, so I get why they would have cut something like that. But you cut the fucking cave scene, that's too long. Let's talk about that, because this this is my biggest problem, this movie. This is my biggest problem, is... It is two hours, and that's fine. Like we're not pushing in, we're not pushing that much more into two and a half. You know, we're we're in the realms of acceptability in two hours, and there's quite a lot of credits as well. Oh, I think you that. really. No. <laughs> oh, fucking don't get me started on post-credit scenes, please God. The uh, the, the there are the, none the in thing... this movie. You'll be happy to know, Sam. I actually watched. Well, them. I didn't know because I don't care, Ross. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just tell, just tell, Try just to give a guy good you... news. Get your head bit off. Good lord. If you want to tell me something movie, then fucking tell me before I have to sit around and watch credits for nine hours, okay? Please. Um, the start of this film, I think, is where we really, like, I'm a little, I'm just a tiniest little bit bored. Just a tiniest little bit bored at the start of this movie because I think we get, we get this cold open in the desert. And then we get more explosion, cut to thing, and we've got now an introdu- in- introduction to Stark. And we kind of get to see his whole, you know, playboy life and his blah blah blah, all the stuff he's doing, and then we eventually get back to when the, to the explosion in the cave. I think there's a lot simpler uh, bit of storytelling you could do, basically using like a. I mean, we, we've talked about this before, but um, it's uh, so. And here's Margot Robbie in a bath to explain it to you. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. what I want. I wanted that tone from the Big Short. I wanted that thing of, hey, I'm Tony Stark. You know. Uh, playboy billionaire i have a great life this is what i do and then we have freeze frame of you know having uh, playing poker freeze frame of him uh, with some beautiful woman freeze frame with him driving a formula one car and then i think we could just speed things up a little bit to get past all this and get straight into the action and you could maybe take off 10 minutes and i think it would add so much more of that like lightness and funniness which you do get yeah and robert Downey jr is so good at but this cave stuff at the beginning, like... It's too convoluted. On. The bad guys, the Al-Qaeda, are way too stupid. <laughs> Slash they've Taliban. Got, they've got, they've got closed-circuit CCTV in these caves, right? Nice. They've got closed-circuit... <laughs> and I was like, who do you have install that? Like, like... This is... Yeah, I'm going to have to run residence? about 150 metres of cable. That's going to cost you... Um, and, that, and this, this uh, is solid rock. From? This is Afghanistan, solid rock. You said, mm, yeah. yeah. And all the rooms I'm gonna have to are blast lit by my way like through. fucking emergency floodlighting, yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, that's not going to show. That's not going to show a good contrast on the CCTV. And they're going to have to blow up the outdoor model. You know, and he's going to have to get another guy out for that because that's a union job. So he's going to have to call another guy. 
he'll be in the union. This is going to run up a big bill. <laughs> also, big, big bill. by this point, can't can't the U.S. Army be like, well, "There's a huge power drawer over there." And this, like, fucking <laughs> what are all these power lines going into a cave? Look at the heat yeah. signal coming off that cave. We should do it about that. Is, so, is that a sky satellite? That's dish? not my job. They've got Tony Stark. They want him to build. They want him to build them a missile. Not like I don't know. Tell them where. Tell tell them all the passwords or something or the depot or like whatever. But like they wanted to build the missile. Uh, this Jericho missile system. Um, fine. Right. Him and his mate are fucking building like leg servos and things, and you can see them like testing it. And these guys are watching it with a beer, like, wonder what they're doing. I wonder how that relates to building a missile system. Well, Ooh, let's peculiar. not worry about it. It's fine. Because they're watching them on CCTV hammer out a mask. Doesn't that look like a mask to you? What's with that suit thing he's building? And honestly, you can trust this guy. He's a billionaire arms dealer. He's totally building us this missile we want. Totally. We tortured him. He's compliant. He's doing what we said. Why are they building a suit though? Why is he like measuring his chest measurements and things and like like have a guy in there. Have you have ever a built guy. a missile? No. So why don't you shut up? You don't know what's going on there any more than I do. But it's so overwrought because it's such a long scene and so so we have all these CCTV scenes. Rather why add that extra layer? Why have them watching him on CCTV when we can just watch him do these things? Why does it need my, to be listen, clear listen. that the terrorists are watching him do this? Listen, my missile has arms, all right? <laughs> Let's just deal with it. <laughs> it's, it's a bit much. Arms and legs. That's all my missile has, all right? It, the other thing is is uh, Jensen. Oh, fuck who, this character. Fuck this type of yeah. character. Like, what's this guy doing? <laughs> what's, if I, he if met I, if I'm, if I'm the Stark Taliban, once at a convention... He's from a village somewhere. If I'm the town man, you know what I'm doing? I'm saying, Yinsen, buddy, pal, right. So we're going to get a billionaire in here. I want you to befriend him. And I want you to make sure that he's doing what we say. Otherwise, you know your family that we killed already? Yeah, I'm going to find more of them. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do I'm loads gonna find of you shit. a lovely wife and get her set yeah. up. The ceremony is going to be wonderful, and then gonna I'm going to fucking kill her. <laughs> yeah. But why, why is Jensen so interested in helping Tony Stark? Because he's a billionaire? Because he's like some moral uh, paragon who's going to, who's he's no, got reason. no reason. He's got no mission. He's got no also, reason. He's got why is, why is he Tony the doctor? Guy. You know, he's why is he the doctor forget. at this place? He's being held captive. <laughs> He's a prisoner, and he's the doctor. He's, he's the prisoner, not. and like, he's like, the doctor. Like Dave mentioned, they met previously to this movie at a conference somewhere, and Tony snubbed him. So Jensen has no reason to think this Tony guy. He's he's gonna he's gonna do good things. He's gonna get me out of here. I'm gonna. Go he doesn't. Home. He doesn't. He doesn't give him. He any sacrifices reason. himself so that Tony can escape to do. Question mark. Not like he not free my village. That. Not like Hold fucking on. get the US on, out of Dave. Afghanistan. Hold on. He doesn't. He he doesn't do that. He doesn't just do that. He specifically plans for the fact that he's going to sacrifice himself because he says, "When I get out of here, I'm going to go see my family." And it's like, okay, well, that makes sense. He said that knowing several hours, hundreds of hours, tens of hours before he actually had the opportunity to sacrifice himself, that he was going to run down a, <laughs> run down the cave, pointlessly shooting an AK-47 at the ceiling. And you're like, you didn't have to do that. I like if I was think, Iron Man, I'd I be like, like no, 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 Him and Iron Man escape, and they, they, they get outside, and he goes, oh, Yinsen, we made it. And he goes, yep, I'm going to go see my family. <laughs> 
just <laughs> kills himself. Lose his brain. And Tony's like, what? What? <laughs> well, just, you see, Tony, I was really like hoping an opportunity would. would arise for me to sacrifice myself valiantly, but, you know, I really planned on dying today, so well, bang. Think, well, guys, let me just say this. I think, deep down, Tony knew what Jensen's plan was. Because don't forget, <laughs> how did Tony, how did he escape them in the end? He blasted off on his rocket jets, which could barely carry him. He's not carrying another guy. He He's knew full Jensen ain't going to make it. Oh, Jensen, you're dead. Well, this has worked out great for me. Fantastic. <laughs> this worked out great for me, Tony Stark, billionaire. He's I definitely like, deserve yeah. to live because I'm white. Playboy. Hey there. He's also like, there's an, there's an odd spiritualism to, to him as well, which I think is like, there's a little bit of coding going on here of like, Mm, this guy is foreign. I think he believes in some crazy god. <coughs> White saviour. <coughs> he believes in some kind of crazy god that's going to reunite him with his family. Hmm, yeah, I think we'll sacrifice him. That's fine. That's fine. Bye-bye. Yeah. There is some weird, weird coding here. And the, the idea that, like, I love the turn again. And well, I like this movie. Let's not get it wrong, but it is stupid. Like I like I like the cheeseburger scene in the, the press conference. Yeah. But I love that I love that he's like, Hey, did you know that did you know that we sell guns <laughs> to bad guys? Did you know that we sell missiles to people who might use them to hurt other people? And everyone's like, Oh my god, clutching their pearls. Oh my god, what? Heavens to People Betsy. who want to shoot people buy guns? <gasps> and it's it really like does. Right, it, so we're it, no longer it, selling guns. I'm gonna tank the business because to, to use one of Ross's phrase, this film is trying to have its cake and <laughs> fuck it. Because, because in one sense, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, America, fucking look at us dropping peace missiles all over the fucking place. Like, for peace Afghanistan. missiles, very like usual missiles, but 2.3 megatons. Afghanistan's still happening. It's still a bad thing. But, you know, like, in, in and let's not remember the context of this movie, which is... In the middle of a of an election, um, even the production of it would have you know would have been in the early days. Obama was, pr- we're gonna yes we can and we're gonna get rid of all the bad stuff about America and like renewal and <laughs> so it's it's got like that civil element. rights and women's yeah. rights. It's it's got that element and it's also got this like, hey guys, war's bad. Like we don't like war. Like come on. Like so it's really trying. It's trying to. It's towing this line between kind of this weird like trying to be self-aware but also just not really interested because you know i'm not cool (laughs) so so that's enough in the comics uh which obviously like i said been around for decades this is kind of like basically the origin story except it happens in vietnam yes and i think the 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 context is more that (laughs) (laughs) say more the context (laughs) is more that like it's the horror of war that makes him realise that he's an arms dealer. Uh, sorry, that that he's a bad guy <laughs> slash arms dealer. Like, but the idea that that kind of makes him understand that, you know, selling arms is bad, and that the you know the sheer horror of the Vietnam War. Uh, I don't think they quite stick the landing here with that, and there's also not enough like subtext of war is bad. It's more that like these brown people with guns are bad. And that, that, that is really coded into this movie because yeah, they never really get on the US military. But these people who are coincidentally, this, is, this isn't America we're in, we're in their country, but them having weapons is bad. And you're like... Well, Rhodey ah. as, as the kind of like American military arm. Now, I wonder if the military entertainment complex 
was was involved in this uh, oh, film. I don't you know. You betcha. Mm, unsurprising. Operation Desert Recruitment. <laughs> well, they had those scenes with the with the fighter jets, didn't they? And I imagine, like with all the tanks and all, they they, they got loan some loaner equipment, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I'd imagine so. They always sort of roll out the money wagon. Uh... Let's talk about Pepper Pops. Who's uh, Pepper Pops? That's <laughs> hard for you to say. Pepper. Say that three Pops. times fast. Pepper Potts, who is a character that I think is an interesting, like she has a useful role, from purely from like a plot kind of perspective. But I I don't know how like this romance thing that's going on. I was like, I couldn't give a shit. Again, played I, I by look, Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Go on. I, I look at this again, and the, you know, obviously they're trying to float this, you know, will they, won't they thing. But again, you have this thing of like it's the power imbalance. He's the boss billionaire who can basically tank this woman's career if she if she puts a foot wrong or slights him in any way or any perceived way so this will they won't they thing like when you have it in that sort of context and i love the movies do you know what i mean but and i'm like mm, it sits wrong uh, with me now like after watching it again and just but the movie quite cleverly <clears throat> i think realizes that they don't really have the time to have this romance thing mm. they don't really have the time or the energy to have like a them strolling through meadows of flowers and daisies and skipping like so we don't have any of that but to the detriment of it you then can't really have the payoff of them getting together at the end of the movie and be like where does this come from like you either need to introduce the character or not and kind of like maybe save that for the sequel do they um get together eventually is that a thing that happens do they get married uh yeah yeah, at the end of the very last movie movie two like they're they're together and then like yeah like dave said they get there Right. Well, maybe, case. maybe, maybe what Pepper Potts did is uh, maybe bought some, you know, kind of like scented candles, perhaps. <laughs> maybe she <laughs> from from Gooby. She uh, did some. Goop, like, that what? sounds interesting. Oh well, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, visionary <laughs> businesswoman. You know, absolute like a list celebrity businesswoman. Dave, you don't totally need to sell sane. me and Sam on the fantastic sort of mindset <laughs> of Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, the fantastic products sold by. Goop. The that's right. That's that's the. Sorry, I'm just going to light another candle. Go on. By the way, can I explain the name? Because I was reading up on this. Apparently, the name uh, Goop is Gwyneth G for Gwyneth and P for Paltrow. And somebody told her. Apparently, I don't know how true this is. That companies with two O's were successful. Uh, so it's Goop. It's Goop. Google. The company's Zoom. called Goop. Okay. Um, what a lot of bullshit. And they sell. They sell their own fair trade coffee. For coffee enemas. We'll circle back. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. What? Ross, buried the lead Ross, there. Ross, Fair trade coffee. Mm, listen, that aroma for enemas for up your bumhole. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to sell it to you now, right now, Ross. You're a hardworking man. You've got a kid, wife. You know, you're tired. Sometimes you need a pick Sometimes, Sometimes you're too busy talking, like at a meeting, and you're too busy, you know, you can't get the coffee down you fast enough, right? Yeah. It doesn't get into your bloodstream fast enough. Yeah. I mean, do you know, in your in your anus, right up into your smaller in your lower intestine, right in your bloodstream, that caffeine right to the heart, like a jolt in the mornings, you know. Well, well I believe that last disclaimer. Bit. I believe, uh, I no believe it would uh, be like verifiable a, a health jolt. benefits from coffee enemas. So, um, okay, what else have we got? 
I'm not the, loving the coffee right the now. The really, really famous one is off, the, off. The, vag- the, vagina ca- the vagina candles. Um, I'm sorry? The, the really famous one is... Uh, vagina candles? <laughs> no, no, no. Which you would think, like, like, like a novelty vagina-shaped candle? No. Um, the, the candle apparently smells specifically like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. This is a thing that exists that she makes money from. She has this company advising all of these totally insane crackpot, mostly debunked, quite frequently very, very bad for your health things, yeah. uh, like the, um, vaginal the, lifting, she, uh, well, jade eggs. I'm not quite sure how that is, works. The only one I know about is uh, steaming your vagina. I don't know if it's for clean. I don't know if it is a hygiene thing. I think it is a hygiene. Like a... Well, it's it's not a thing. First of all, let's, <laughs> let's, let's be clear on that. It's not a sane thing, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been per- perpetrated as a, a hygiene thing, and like you said, it's been absolutely debunked because what you know, it's saying like, oh, it gets rid of like the. Toxins and blah blah and fungal and basically what I'm actually doing is you know because the body secretes certain things you know like to protect it from germs and whatnot and that's what you're getting rid of the protective uh, <laughs> yeah. mucus whatever it's called um, <laughs> fucking like insane going, who going deep into this into into this now <laughs> who's, who's I think what it, I, just, I really struggle to believe she's a successful actor a successful wealthy actor and we were talking it's, about people with money being mad. Obviously, like, um, you know, mad billionaires like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. But there's like a lower level of somebody has kind of, you know, obviously, if you're a really successful A-list actor, like your kind of your whole life must be people telling you how great you are. Like, if you can imagine. Yes, men. Yes, people. Yeah, because your whole life is people telling you how clever you are, how intelligent you are, how good looking you are. And, and that's kind of that must really like take a toll on you, like mentally, which is why obviously men feel empowered to go out and sexually assault any woman they might may meet um and obviously like empowers people women to... obviously just channel that into uh, bullshit health businesses that makes sense See, bullshit the thing... health businesses it's the, the thing... coffee enema really gets me because it's not just that they sell all the stuff they they get they have their own coffee like they grow their own coffee to sell you for this thing that like all health agencies specifically say, formulated this is not good for <laughs> you great. do not just... do this I just Your have one bum question. does not like coffee. I just have one question. <laughs> Filter or ground? It's 100% Arabica beans. That well, is, is that important or is it extremely important, I think? Maybe maybe the grounds <laughs> provide like an exfoliating effect. <laughs> for, for your colon. Yes, yes. Exfoliated colon. It's, it's a thing, yeah. I'm like, sure. <laughs> you, you could you could do a podcast fucking series on this. Do you know what I mean? Just crazy rich people. Other things. I can't help but think it this. would ruin the, ruin the aroma of coffee for me. It, like mixed with yeah. excrement. I just think. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to ever drink coffee again. Great, well, like you shit really... it out and you're like, I don't really fancy that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, some some people use a cafetiere. Some people use yeah. a you know maybe do a, a, a yeah, pot yeah. machine. Dave. He, uh, his he coffee, processes his, his own toilet. coffee. Brewed. Brewed to perfection. Cold <laughs> brewed. Cold brewed. Oh, triple filtered. Only the best for my asshole and colon. I'm saying that you do that and then excrete it and then drink it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Just so there is a little bit of sweet corn bobbing up and down in your cup. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. We're there, moving no, no, there is, there is a coffee. I swear to God, a coffee that has gone through an elephant that you can buy. Yes, that yes. like is a that's, thing. That's much less disgusting than what we're discussing. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't. <laughs> Let's hey, talk about Gwyneth, some of the things. All I'm saying is, yeah. all I'm saying Unless is, you got something more disgusting, let's move with on. With your own ideas, you know? Let's talk about some other things that I liked in this. Now, <laughs> I, I, I liked. Oh, yeah, the movie. <laughs> I liked Agent Coulson popping up. Uh, Again. Uh, yeah. Not a big MCU guy, but I thought I was very, very, very funny when they were like, he works for the. Strategic oh, homeland, blah, 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 blah. See, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that. and, and that We're is, working on the name. Yeah, yeah, it's humorous. But then, like, oh, well, oh, yeah. And then at the end, she's like, oh, yes, you'll you'll send it on to the strategic homeland. And he's like, actually, we've got a name for it now. And she's like, oh, yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. And, like, you guys, your department was called this. And and you knew, right? Oh, we, we need to work <laughs> on a name for this. It took them how long to go, why don't we just, use, like, use an acronym? Why don't, why don't we just use like the first letter of each of the words? Oh, it, it spells something as well. Score, you know. They also, <laughs> like, who, who, well, it's genius. Like, it's a funny line. Oh, they also they debunk it immediately because in the Captain America film, it's Shield. Shield is founded at the end of that movie in 1946. Oh. So like, it's kind of like a, it's a funny line. Well, I think that's you've what this movie killed is. My only in you've in, killed the, my... in the vacuum. <laughs> Like, there's enough improvised lines here and, and the writing's good enough where, like, you are laughing at a lot of the dialogue is good and then you've yeah. got these later movies that are like... Meep, meep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's add you, 40 so years of history to this, this organisation. You've killed well, my only appreciation of the MCU in this movie. So Thanks, that's, Dave, that's quite interesting, that thing you bring up, Dave, where you're saying, like, meh, meh, coming through. We're just going to retcon <laughs> this shit. Because, it's law. Yeah, it's um. You 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 mentioned obviously the Ten Rings, Sam, and how it's like Al Qaeda. Also, you know, um, I can't remember what the other guys are called. Definitely ISIS. not the Taliban. Yeah, yeah, it's not Taliban. the Taliban. Um, Taliban but, but banana. Because like, there was a recent movie I think came out last year called like uh, Shang Chi, uh, Legend of the Ten Rings, and I think now, basically, this is like. It, it's a movie. It's a martial arts movie. It's pretty cool. But basically, you know, they 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 control all the crime. Do you know what I mean? All the global crime and all. And I think it was a reference to that. And so they're trying to retcon something like that. But like Dave says, I think when they made Iron Man, we're never going to get uh, uh, a what do you call it a, a stage four. You know, of we movies. might not get a second movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is eyeing the syringes again. We don't know what's going <laughs> to happen. You <laughs> know, oh, we might not we make it to lunch. To pay him. Tens and hun- hundreds of millions of dollars every year yeah. to stay clean. No, we'll be fine. He's we'll packing sandwiches fine. in his bag and bringing them home. We don't know if we're going to make it that long. <laughs> he's helping himself. He's he's loading craft services into the back yeah. of a van. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, it's just Tony. Just he's fine. Just let him do it, <laughs> Mr. Donny Jr. You don't have to pour it into a thermos. We'll let you take it home. It's fine. You can you can take it with you. We'll ship this to your house for you, yeah. sir. Gw- no, no, no don't, don't ask Gwyneth for coffee. Do not ask Gwyneth for coffee. We will give it to you, <laughs> please, sir. Please. Well done, Russ. Goop. Buy from Goop. Excellent joke. Oh. Um, and we also get in this film the uh, the the arc reactor, which is. Which is there's a funny line. There's a funny line for you physics nerds out there, where they say, "We were the, 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 this technology. It's not. It's not. It's not available for another thirty years." <laughs> Obviously, the art reactor is 
that is yeah. like uh, analogous to the fusion reactor, which is like, and and the, and the the ongoing joke about the fusion reactor in phys- by physics nerds is, oh, it's it's always thirty years away. You know, in the seventies it was thirty years away, in two thousand it was thirty years away, and it remains thirty years away <laughs> because it's just not really a thing. So I like that, and I think it's quite an important thing, though, isn't it, that they managed that they you know they bring introduce this technology because it kind of like fuels the rest of the stuff uh, that comes later on. So a good like good world building, I think. So I'm, it's I'm glad you brought up the arc like reactor a... because it, two two things. Number one, Jesus. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I mentioned it already. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, amateur mistake. Um, so, so when he makes the, the the first one, you know, the, the sort of the the rough Mark One version of the arc reactor, um, and basically he smelts down uh, one hundred and sixty, you know, or sixteen grams of palladium to, to put in the ring. Blah 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 blah. And then you see him turn a dial, and then it glows blue. Presumably to charge it, but this thing is supposed to be like generating energy. So, I, th- this is pedant cast all the way, but I was like, this doesn't make sense. It's either generating, you know, you can't, it can't be created or destroyed. It only goes from one form to another, so what, what's going on here? Um, okay. And then the other thing then, uh, which I remember is basically saying, like, you know, the, 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 the old one, which is what he powers his Iron Man suit at the end of the movie, it said, it can power your heart for at least 50 lifetimes or something big for 15 minutes. And then it powers it, and then basically... He runs out of energy, and like, shouldn't he be dead now? This is, and the, and there's even this thing there was like you know his Jarvis his onboard computer going oh forty percent twenty percent oh we're down to two percent, and then oh no power remaining, and then he's falling and the next thing oh emergency backup power whoa 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 <laughs> we had emergency backup power <laughs> fucking Jarvis. It's very. Wait, it's like it's like your fuel. It's like you when you you're driving your car and you you know you uh, <laughs> yeah yeah your light comes on. You're like well, there's it's always fine. more. There's I've always still got more forty fuel miles. You yeah. just need to like start yeah. driving downhill, and the tank they, all the and fuel then, will come to the front of the tank, and they can be drawn into the engine. There's always a, there's always a trick. And then the last thing you guys are probably going to bring this up anyway, but the last thing is like right downhill end, both ways. Right at the end of the movie, you know the the big MacGuffin of the arc reactor is like oh you got to blow it, it'll create an EMP, which destroys all electrical sort of items with the it's called a splinch mate <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> sam got me oh, right. i just did a i just did a pitch perfect impression of don Cheadle's accent <laughs> in oceans oh, oh, oh right yes 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 <laughs> it's called a splinch mate <laughs> i think it's called a pinch i think it's called a pinch, pinch to shit. Be fair. <laughs> but but essentially it, oh, it i'm kills, not a professional actor you see kills anything electrical and then, basically, the plan was Tony was going to get away in time for her to flip the switch. He doesn't. And again, he's alive. Like, this, mm. they, like the, the whole thing is, that the reason he created this thing is because he's got metal shards going towards his heart. He will die if he doesn't have it. Didn't die. It seems one of those things that, like, they introduce as a character. And then, you know, 49 movies later, they're like, oh, yeah, we should maybe, like, remember that. You know, that very, just, oh, we did say a- that, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah. It's very, yeah. it's very inconsistent. Like the the guy in yes. the cave, yes. um, magic grandpa in the cave. He mentions that in his village, seemingly in fucking Cambodia, yeah, the, the Walking uh, Dead. Yeah, he calls them the Walking Dead. So basically, the idea is that you'll feel fine, you'll seem fine, but eventually these these shards will work their way to your major organs, and you'll you'll die very quickly. Um, 
so but he's done this surgery the magnet like is going to put keep all of the shards somehow it's perfectly calibrated to keep all these shards where they are in place uh, yeah. that's fine in the in the second movie the the battery in his chest is killing him uh in the third movie or maybe one of the later avenger movies like he just has the surgery to take the metal shards yeah. out and it's like <laughs> That 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 yeah. was an option. That was an option the whole time. Like that was a thing that we could do, and it's implied that there's a risk he's going to die. But like, basically, it's fine. I I, un- I understand that he couldn't have done that in Afghanistan, like in, <laughs> in a cave. cave. Yeah, but as well equipped with CCTV as they yeah. were. Like, I get that, but go back to America. Do that in the first fucking ten minutes. Like that's the yeah. first thing you do. No, the first thing you do is no, he wants a get McDonald's some cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers and get a collar yeah. press conference. Yeah. He doesn't get a McDonald's. Fuck you, pay me. He gets, gets Burger King. He, Ah, uh, the king. king. The king owns everything. Did you even there. watch Iron Man, Dave? I'm sorry to pull out my inner Sam there. Have you even watched this movie? Uh, I'll be honest with you, Ross. I'm just a fat guy, and I was like, oh, cheeseburger. And I was like, oh, I want a McDonald's. Because there's no At the there. sheer McDonald's, mention of cheeseburger, I, I was like, I could go for a cheeseburger right now. Yeah, because I'm a fat person. That's It wasn't because I wasn't watching the movie, Ross. It's because I'm a fat fuck. Wait, 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 wait. And I like the taste of cheeseburgers. Iron Man, how, how many did Tony start by? Maybe I should buy more than one. Mm, yeah, cheeseburgers. He's a billionaire in fantastic shape. If that's the diet he's on, then that's all <laughs> I gotta do, right? Where's my heart reactor? That's what I need. <laughs> you can have heart problems, Sam. You can, or you two can have metal shard like failure is what you'll have. Yeah, I'll need, I'll need a fucking heart reactor to keep the the the, the beef fermenting my heart. <laughs> Jesus. Um, let's let's maybe wrap up soon because, but couple one one more thing from me and that is how we've, we've touched on it but you know Tony Hawk uh, Tony Hawk Tony Hawk when Tony Hawk uh, gets stark <laughs> when, when he gets really pissed off he ends up going back to Afghanistan to Golmira uh, this this place where uh, Yinsen's family was from yes, and killed yes and 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 it's kind of represented at the start of the film as well. But I was I've been thinking, oh, I should like I, my my son's six, and I know he's young, but I, you know we've watched like Guardians of the Galaxy, and I just fast forward. There's a couple of bits of that movie that are a bit odd, but most of the time like it's just Not generic punch yeah. fights, yeah. and you think, fine, that's I'll just I'll skip forward. He's watched Thor Ragnarok as well. Again, couple of bits. I'm, I'm sorry, but this forward. is the second time you've pulled that now. It's it, Ragnarok. Okay. Ragnarok. Oh, sorry. Thor Anorak. Thor becomes a train spotter <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in fucking Shoreditch. Coming soon, Thor Parker. It's just two that. hours. Like, oh, is that the Flying Scotsman? Click, 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 click. <laughs> I'm a bit chilly. Oh, it could be our Here, you. Wow. wow. <laughs> Natalie Portman's like, Thor, I'm so bored. Can we go now? No, 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 wait. <laughs> wait. Please go home. <laughs> Look at Pacer. There's a Pacer train there. Train facts. <laughs> um, so in whatever that thought one again. Fa- now I have been thinking. Oh, maybe we should. Maybe we should let him watch Iron Man. That'd be fun. Like that'd be like. Wow, this film is fucking dark. Yeah. Like it yeah. is a dark, dark, violent, aggressive movie, and and most it's too obviously. Real? It's uh, well, th- this scene in 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 Gul- Gulmira, and also at the starts. Like you know, the Marines are getting blown up and stuff. But this scene, Jesus to God! I mean, people are getting executed and families ripped up to be part, shot. Yeah, apart even. It yeah. is awful. It is awful. And then we have, you know, the golden might of the U.S. military coming in to really just fucking 
kill all these bad guys who yeah, totally you think, deserve it. You, you think, and, like, and definitely well, aren't were... defending their country's yeah. sovereignty at all, just to be clear. You know, you know, you know what I love? Well, it's because you have the scene following that then where basically, you know, Iron Man's intervened and you have this like this uh, Pentagon scene where like, oh, who's, who's doing this? Is it the Marines? Is it the Navy? And like, no, sir, we didn't do it because we didn't get, we, we didn't get clearance to go in because there was too many um, civilians, you know, at risk. You know, like, that's not a reason <laughs> yeah, you guys right. don't do things. <laughs> 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 And they're like, this is... oh, 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 the public yeah, elite like is they, right Like up. they snicker to one another. Oh, you rascal. Nah, nah, we just, we just I... hadn't had time to refuel the planes yet. There's sir, no oil, guys. Come on, fuck it. Fucking <laughs> someone, just, someone just turns and looks directly down the camera and winks. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do. But like the naked gun, like, like hey. It's but a the attitude, the attitude is, is very much like, very much like, hey, 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 that's the country we're bombing. Who's bombing our country that we're bombing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who has the fucking goal? Who has the goal? <laughs> Is this France again? France, it's our turn to bomb. I will down. murder them. I will literally drop bombs. <laughs> Blow up Bordeaux. Do it. <laughs> oh. This doesn't feel that far and away also, from reality, does it, really? Why no. is Why is not Terence Stamp, Terence Howard? Why is Terence Howard the guy in charge of all this? Why is he at the HQ? He is committing oh, treason. Isn't that the guy that we roll out to fucking yep. entertain the billionaire who sells us missiles? Yeah, isn't yeah. That... he is committing treason when he when he basically lies to them and says routine training exercise, and he's also keeping it secret from his staff as well that he's talking from his boss to this. Yeah, as as you said, there's this unilateral fucking military action by an individual, a private army, no less. Yes, he's doing it for a good reason, but he's. Like and the, and and it, it goes to that thing about Iron Man of and, and superheroes in general of like, what's going to save the day? Structural reform that you know ch- that addresses the inequalities and violence that we face across the planet. No, one guy with a fucking suit. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. we're gonna do. I'm, That's what we're gonna do. I was thinking about this. And every fun- single movie is gonna be the same fucking thing over and over and over again. Can we Can solve the problems through mutual no, consent? No, let's blow up the, the earth from the sky. No. No, no, no. I was I was thinking that, and after that scene, like after the Pentagon scene, I actually thought, wait a minute, is that a terrorism? Did he just <laughs> he did yes. a big, He's not a government entity. He's like he's you know he's an independent sort of like agency. He just pulled a terrorism. That's it. Doesn't matter, Ross. He, they're fucking up Afghanistan. No one cares. Oh yeah, no one cares. Yeah. Could not give you a flying fuck. Again, do that in France. You've got a problem. I'm ah, always, sacre bleu. I'm, I'm always, I'm always bothered in films, and this this is quite an egregious example. I'm always bothered in films when, like, the good guy saves the day by murdering a bunch of people, because mm. it's kind of this de. And this film's really, really guilty of this: is dehumanizing anyone who isn't white. Like, there's a real problem in the MCU, which I still don't think they've addressed. Where like, they try to they other anyone who's a bad guy. Um, See. I'm 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 gonna give it again a lot of benefit of the doubt here, but like I don't know if you guys know this, but there there was quite a few scenes where basically you know whether it's Rhodey or Obadiah or even Pepper Potts basically saying to Tony Stark, you know you've got PTSD, you need some time to you know to decompress to to process this, and like he's like no it's because I want to do the right thing I want to take responsibility and we're like yeah Tony Stark yeah billionaire woohoo we're all supporting him. But then there's that scene where he's learning of Gomir and he's like he's calibrating one of his arm thrusters and he's got that look in his eye. And I'm thinking like if this was a slightly more, you know, 
credible movie. It's not a bad movie, but it was a slightly more credible movie as a serious movie. You can see that that's the point where he basically where you know he snaps like from yeah from this tra- like it was a traumatic fucking event that he went through. He was kidnapped, subject to abuse, uh, managed to fight his way out. He he killed like a dozen people. Do you know what I mean? That that weighs on you. And I, like if you you know if you actually like sort of calculate like what he's been through, and I think. That, that's where he snaps then. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and for us all, like, yeah, he's a hero, but that is like, everyone's right. Yeah, it's PTSD. You need yeah, to... I think this guy's do, fucked. They do lean into his PTSD in some of the later movies with mixed yeah. results. Like, mm. you know, all the when he falls out with Captain America, that's because he's, he's, he... He's in a panic attack and stuff, yeah. He has panic attacks because he thinks he's aliens again. It's, not, it's separate from his, like, Afghanistan PTSD, but they do kind of explore those themes of, like... Tony does have PTSD and he's not like a mentally healthy individual and they do mm. kind of explore that a bit never as much as I'd like and this movie's a bit too rah-rah for that and the second yeah. one as well it's a bit too like ah America no, we're going no, no. to bring freedom to the Middle East with... one fucking blown up village full of slaughtered children at a time they're too busy uh, pumping this this guitar score do you not think this movie's kind of of its age of its age in that way though that like oh, it's very we really dated. are in it's the midst. Very this, this, this was shot in two thousand and seven. We're in the midst of like, you know, America in Afghanistan and and, and in Iraq, and it's kind of like it's a, it's, it's kind one of those films. What's going on? It's one of those films, and to go back to Ocean's Eleven as well. Like when you watch Ocean Ocean's Eleven, the fashion in that movie really is like, wow, the two thousands. Yikes! We're really still. It, and this is another one of those movies where like, wow, the two thousands was even the late 2000s and you start to see it now with 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 the 2010s as well but like it's really pinning it down to an era in a way that i think you know it takes a little bit of time for us to be a director you know kind of recognize that um it's the way they treat this really quite reprehensible character who is like um sexually harassing every woman he meets because again he's he feels empowered because he's a billionaire and everyone just congratulates it for him he feels so empowered uh that he builds an illegal suit and invades a foreign country and commits acts of terror like because he feels empowered to do so and he is congratulated for it yeah um and it's apparently um danny jr hung out with elon musk (laughs) great in preparation yikes (laughs) <laughs> which is which is all fun games and see realize that Elon Musk actually probably thought that he, this was the real Iron Man, the real Tony Stark, and then mirrored his entire life based on that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we've got the lunatic that we have today, who will probably be president one day, just because fuck it, what else are you gonna do? Fuck you it, know, yeah. like No, no, not unless they change that rule. And if they weren't changing it, changing it for Arnie, they're not changing it for fucking Elon Musk. He's from South Africa. No, I'm, I, no the president of Mars. <laughs> oh right, see, see of course. He'll be the king of Mars, Sam, the emperor of Mars. I think that's exactly what we need on Mars, isn't it? Let's get rid of this democracy shit. Let's 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 you know, bomb now, ask questions later. That's my On a sidebar, on a sidebar, that is exactly what Mars is in the expanse. It's like this militaristic state. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> General Thanks, Sam Elon. approves. Elon Musk for free Mars. Just uh, just a correction. There is a post credit scene in this. Ross, there is. Oh, fuck. The Where director Samuel Jackson, d- director of Shield, Nick Fury, played by Sam Jackson, 
visits Stark at home, telling him that Iron Man is not the only superhero in the world and explaining that he wants to discuss the Avenger initiative. Yeah. So, foreshadowing. <laughs> was a lead-in because basically they had already basically gotten permission from Samuel L. Jackson to use his likeness in the comic books. So that predates this movie for the Nick Fury character. So when they made the movie... The, I think they wanted him to be the do the Coulson role, and he said no. So they had yeah. Coulson be the the liaison, but they got him for the teaser, which was like I don't think ever meant to go anywhere. But I bet he sat there counting his money at. God, I'm glad I did that teaser at the end of Iron Man. <laughs> I get paid every time they make an Avengers movie. I get paid every time they make a Marvel movie. I get paid. It's good money if you can, you know, get it. Well, seemingly you can uh, if you're... you can but despite all this other than I think a soggy first half an hour I think this is a pretty well made film isn't it this, this holds up in a way that I think a lot of the other MCU <clears throat> films don't know don't. we haven't really yeah. just got, got it, we haven't really just got into my MCU hatred and I'm happy to save that for another podcast but I think this works because it's self contained it doesn't require you to do loads of fucking like phd level research to keep up with what's happening with all these thousands and thousands of characters that i'm suddenly asked to care about and it's funny and it's yeah. light and so it's enjoyable people throw pies it's it's entertaining and it's not trying to be so f- like th- thor age like age of ultron like that oh. to me <laughs> that is when that's when i that's when the mcu died for me that's when i was like I don't give a shit. That's, that's your decision making where you're like, who should we get for the baddie? James Spader. Oh, that's a great idea. Should we have him appear in the movie at all? No. No, let's just have him do a voice. One of, one of, the, one of the great face actors. If, hey, if face actors. If you'll, <laughs> if you'll excuse my phrase. He has a lot of face. He's, man. <laughs> He's got a, man. a lot of face. <laughs> Here's a man who can use his face to act. And what do they do? They just strap him into some metal fucking machine that we never get to see. And modulate his voice. Fantastic. What a boring movie. Oh, yeah, yeah but we get to introduce a Scarlet Witch. Blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit. Well, 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 it well, is well, well. I, I, have, yeah. I have a little little miniature quiz uh, before we go. Uh, <laughs> how many Marvel movies have they made and released? I want to guess from both of you, and then I'll tell you the answer. Okay. I am, uh, Sam 30. first. Sam first. Because okay. this will be wrong. 30-odd. I'm going to say 30-odd. Okay. That's way more than that. I was going to say 16 what you high Ross? There are twenty nine Marvel movies. Oh, what? Look at that! You got Iron Man, two Fucking and three. Yes. Captain America. No, we're not going to count them. We're not counting them on air live now. Thor, two and three. I'm up to eight. Avengers one, two, three, and part two. That's another. That's fifteen. This is just utterly, utterly. Guardians of the Galaxy, Let's... sixteen. No, 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 no. I wanted to point out there are there are twenty nine Marvel movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, there are fourteen currently in development <laughs> that have not yeah. yet been released, and that's not even counting the fucking eight or ten TV shows, podcast and, fodder, and baby. Twenty-seven point four billion Listen, at box office. I'm willing. I'm willing to do. I'm willing to do another MCU movie in another two hundred episodes. Okay, because we're <laughs> on about two hundred and ten or whatever it is. What now. an anniversary. So, what we yeah. could do, what we could do, is just do good ones, and that really shorten that list for us. That would really <laughs> truncate like the amount of movies you have to watch. Three, maybe four, four films. Maybe. I don't know. Like, yeah, 
It's you know what though you know what or even better really idea, does Sam, even better idea we'll sit and watch um, the second part of the Infinity War uh, no sorry the End Game we'll watch End Game with you <laughs> you you're not allowed to watch any of the movies in the middle none of them then we'll play a Sam how many characters did you recognise in this movie because I've not seen it I've not seen any of the main I actually Avengers think conversely Sam I think you'd really enjoy that movie if you kind of could get past the fact that you don't know anyone because it's basically Back to the Future. Yeah, well, the, the the whole stuff about the snap, which was mentioned yeah. in um, Spider-Man, uh, Vision, I was oh. like, "Wow, that's really cool!" And and then I have to figure out why all these people come back and how do they deal with that? All of that stuff's like, I am interested, but I just, you know, I don't have the time. I just don't. You, have you the mean time. you don't want to watch the Falcon uh, apply for a small business? <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. You saved the world. You brought back like fucking three billion people. But I'm sorry, we're gonna have to say no. Um, die on the street. This is America. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. What a great yeah. place to end the podcast. Die on the street. This is America. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>